Welcome to the Lewis Says Black Show. Now, time for a word from our sponsor. Fucking A, man. <laughs> Lawrence, what would you do if you had a million dollars? I'd tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at the same time, man. Four boobies. <laughs> That's it? You you had a million dollars, you you do two chicks at the same time? Damn straight. I always wanted to do that, man. I think if I were a millionaire, I could hook that up too, because chicks dig dudes with money. Not all chicks. Well, the type of chicks that double up on a dude like me do. Ah, good point. What about you now? What would you do? Besides two chicks at the same time? Oh, yeah. Nothing. Nothing, huh? I would relax. I would sit on my ass all day. I would do nothing. Well, you don't need a million dollars to do nothing, man. Take a look at my cousin. He's broke and doesn't do shit. Fucking a- And that's exactly what would happen. Let's get off into the Lewis S. Black shop. Yo, what up, 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 what up? It's your boy Lewis S. Black coming to you with another podcast, baby. And on today's show, we're going to do a topic which is an original topic because as I repeat to you all, and as good listeners, I see that you all have been paying attention, which is for the most part, we're going to try to lean away from trending topics, but I can't help it. As a fellow entertainer, I can't help but sometimes just have to take a pause and address certain celebrity bullshit. But as we go into September, I see that hot girl summer when it winds down and when it finally goes from being 105 degrees 
down to about at least a decent 90-something and about maybe a cool 80-something at night. Even these celebrity chicks know how to tune down and turn it down. Plus, these same ratchet chicks that be out here bullshitting and acting wild, we have to acknowledge the fact that they got kids and it's back to school season. And oh, one of the perks of having a nigga on child support while you can run around doing your thing is now, instead of being able to send the kid off for the whole summer with his or her dad, while you run around these streets acting a damn nutcase for the whole internet, and when I say the whole internet, meaning the whole world to see, because thanks to the World Wide Web, and I love the World Wide Web, I see why I was so excited when my mama first introduced the internet to our house with the DSL, with the dial-up. Let me not say DSL. DSL was some fly shit that I had once I finally came of age back in 2004 and 2005 and I was able to have my own crib with some internet. But DSL was where you had to be hooked up to get onto the internet. You had to have a fatback computer. When I say a fatback computer, I'm talking about the computer screen with the fatback on it, along with the big heavy ass hard drive with a keyboard and a mouse. But let that be the reason. As soon as you click on, you on. And it exposed me to the world. It was one of the first times that I was able to, number one, literally put out some music. And number two, have a motherfucker from Australia tell me that they heard my shit. But that's here no there. Reason why you won't hear me talking about these chicks too much is because it's back to school season. So now these chicks got to fuck around and be home a little bit. So that little man or little girl can fuck around and get their lessons taken care of. Look over that homework. Make sure that they not being the bad motherfucker in school that your ass used to be back when you was that age. So this topic is more of a timeless topic. And it's something that I've really been noticing over the past year or two. Which is on pretty much social media and YouTube. A lot of times, these dudes, they pull these single chicks to the side on these platforms and shouts out to Ugly Money Podcast. They're not new, but they're new to me. But man, when I say new to me, I've been able to binge, watch, slash, binge, listen to their shit. You know what I'm saying? And those are some cool ass niggas. Shouts out to Ugly Money, Ugly Money Niche, and uh his pop, his co-host, Biz. And literally, I'm not gonna even disrespect them by trying to compare them to they dudes, but I do see the format, which is we're gonna get together and we're gonna talk about sensible dating topics with a bunch of women. Sometimes they get some smart sisters on there, and sometimes they get some idiots. Trigger alert. Look for Ugly Money TV, and look for Trigger Alert. That shit is funny as a motherfucker. I'm not going to waste my 
time on my platform trying to describe the whole platform. Just fuck it. Just like you found me, you can find them. But shout out to the niggas. I love what they're doing. And they're breaking down a lot of common sense shit to people that ain't got common sense because nowadays, common sense ain't common. And I know at this point, you're like, show, Lewis S. Black, what is the motherfucking talking? You're being a little long-winded, man. Here's the topic. The topic is stop blaming it on your grandmama and your grandfather. AKA, stop blaming your life decisions on Big Mama and Pop Pop. That's what we're going to talk about. Now, before we get into that, Usually with my new format, I'll fuck around and slip in a little bit of celebrity news and shit that's been going on. But like I said, we just getting up out of Labor Day weekend and it seems like a lot of these celebrities took time to just chill the fuck out and not be ratchet and probably do what normal people do, which is hang out with some family members that got time off of work and really get with your folks. And that's something that I even did, which is... Shout out to my daughter who was born on September 3rd, but with the work schedule, let that be the reason I linked up with her on September 5th and I was able to bless her with her birthday gift and take her out to dinner. And even with me giving her this whole video game system that she had been asking for right in front of her face, she looked at it and she was happy. But she put that mug right back up in the little birthday bag. And you know how it is, y'all. For all my girl dads. Shouts out to all my girl dads out here. I had to get a pretty little pink bag. Because women are all about presentation. Even at the age of eight years old. Shouts out to my little pumpkin for turning eight years old. And hitting the new grade. And you know, I had the little pink wrapping paper over it. And I had some cute little cards. And you know, my daughter, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. She's rapping just like her dad. And what warms my heart and scares me is I'm like, wow, every generation is more advanced than the next because she is spitting some bars. And even though she's eight years old, the little bars she's spitting, I'm like, okay, you're pretty much, you know, you're where you're definitely advanced, definitely advanced for your age. But I'm like, you kicking it way harder than I was kicking it at eight years old. I had to fuck around and get into my teenage years to be coming up with shit like what she was saying. So that was a good time. We're just giving you Lewis S. Black personal news. So that was Tuesday. And then I'm thinking to myself, okay, fuck it. I'm off on Mondays and Tuesdays. I done fucked around and I didn't chill. I done spent some time with this little child that gave her her birthday gift. Then talked to her. Saw what was going on on her mind. Mind you, I wound up going through what every parent fears, which is you got a cool ass child 
that's popular because she's popular. I was like, so are you making any friends, Pumpkin? I try not to talk too much like that, but she's a little girl. So even when I talk to women, I have to kind of soften up my voice a little bit. You making any friends, Pumpkin? She got to name it like, I'm cool with so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And it was ironic because one of her homegirls actually has my mother, her grandmother's name. So we joked about that. I was like, so, okay, so cool. So you're making a lot of friends. Good. You're becoming a social butterfly. I like that. And mind you, my daughter is like tall. She's eight years old and already four foot ten. So I was like, how's the grades doing? Grades are, you know, well, grades haven't come out, but so far I'm getting, you know, good uh, reports on my uh, my papers. Bam. Because she was on the honor roll. Shouts out to her for that. See, she was like, but I have one problem. What's that, Pumpkin? Um, it's a boy that pushes me. Whenever we stand in line, he always gets behind me and he pushes me. I said, oh, shit. My kid's getting bullied. So I hadn't talked to her mother about that because I was going through hell in the handbasket just trying to get her mother to, you know, drop her off on time at the Applebee's because everybody's time is limited. I said, fuck it, I'm her father. If I'm legally obligated to pay money in child support and I'm legally obligated to visit her and I'm legally obligated to step in when shit is wrong with her, as I've done before, I'm legally obligated and morally obligated to give her some advice. My advice was, hey, next time he pushes you, are you bigger than him? I'm a little bit bigger than him. Push him down to the ground until he falls down. And I bet you he'll stop fucking with you. She said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I said, but out of curiosity, what's your mama's take on this? I know you didn't tell your mama about this. You live with him. She was like, mommy told me to stick up for myself and to kick his butt. I said, why? Fuck it then, pumpkin. Your mama's already gave you the green light. And now, as your father, I'm giving you the green light. Which is the next time he pushes you. But you got to let him push you first, unfortunately. But I was like, it's called self-defense. She was like, self-defense? I was like, yeah, that's when somebody runs up on you. And they come at you times two. And then you come back on their monkey ass times four. She was like, all right. She was like, what if I go to the office? And that lets me know that I have a good child with a good spirit, but she knows how to get bad to the bone. Bad to the bone, baby. Bad. I was like, look, if you go to the office, you may be in trouble with them, but as long as don't nothing crazy go on, you ain't gonna get kicked out of school. And I was like, you don't have to worry about getting in trouble because obviously your mama gave you the green light. And even though your mama will call me and ask for punishments when you have been acting up, you ain't going to be in trouble with me. We'll let you slide on this one because you're defending yourself. But don't be a bully. You're not at school to be fighting people and to be dealing with all kinds of weird shit. You're there to do what? She said, I'm there to learn. 
I said, boom. Even though this is my first one and only one, <clears throat> and same for me and her mother, me and her mother are the same age, at least we are getting the shit right for our first and only time. And we're not together, but between me being 41 and her mother being 41, hey, I'm a nigga. I can fuck around and have kids all over this place and fuck around and have about 18 kids running around Dallas if I want to by next year, if I wanted to. As a woman, y'all have to go through a lot and by 41 it's complicated, it's here nor there. I also spoke to her about, hey, how do you feel about being an only child? She said, I don't care. She was like, I've got the love from you and mommy. And I was like, hey, you do got your cousin that's three years younger than you. Let that be the reason. You got some companionship. So, boom, we get back from that. And I go to work Wednesday. Feeling like it's going to be a normal day. I'm on cloud nine. Like, bam, I done seen my daughter. Then fucked around and gave her advice from 18 different angles. Since she was rapping, I gave her a notebook because I told her, I said, hey, I like how you're memorizing these rhymes. And I wound up teaching her the same thing that my mother taught me, which is I'll never forget. I was 25 when I memorized my first rhyme. All of you hip hop heads can relate to that. You know, if you're an 80s baby like me, you remember hearing about cats like Jay-Z, Biggie Smalls, Eminem and Lil Wayne and of course you just thought that they were just writing down dope shit but then after in-depth interviews you wound up finding that these were some dudes that weren't even using the notebook they were basically doing what I call you know some pre-prepared freestyling where they just vibe to the beat and they just write in their head and I thought it was some impossible shit and not that I'm slow because I'm a college graduate Hampton University, class of 2004, go motherfucking pirates. I was like, yo, how can you do that? But I had to realize it's hard. it was hard for me to write rhymes in my head because by the time I came out of college, I had the type of mother, and all of this is going to go full surface. I had the type of mother that was one of those boomers. My parents are the baby boomers. And baby boomers don't let you bullshit around for too much. My baby, my, my, my mother, <laughs> correction, my mother, when I graduated in 2004, she let me literally lay on my ass for about a month. Because she knew that four years of college and working a job and maintaining a car and all that had just worn my ass out. But after that second month, she was like, nigga, you up in my house, number one, you finna get a job. No problem, I got a job. Then, number two, my mama started calling me. Talking about some, you know, I know that you're working over at the mall, selling cell phones out the kiosk. And that's good, because you're working, and you ain't been asking me for no money, but it's time for you to elevate me. The radio station is hiring for account executives. Get your ass down there and apply. I said, oh shit, 
That sounds like a good bag. She was like, yeah, it's real good money. The type of money that a young man like yourself should be making. And it was some real good money for a 22-year-old. Like every two weeks. And mind you, this is in a 2004 economy in Charlotte, North Carolina. Which for some reason, Charlotte is a fly city, but they have a low cost of living. My paychecks after taxes and all that used to be hidden for around about 850, 900. So you're 22 years old, you're working at the radio station that has multiple different stations and of course, those racist motherfuckers, they just saw my black ass and had me working for the hip hop station. So after the taxes, after the taxes, you're clearing literally about damn near about, cause matter of fact, them checks used to be nine. Yep, them checks used to be nine. So you're literally clearing about 1800 every two weeks. Boy, them baby boomers, when they want you to get the fuck up out their house, they start charging you rent. So out of that $1,800, I got to pay $350 to stay at my mama's house. Please believe I was quickly the fuck up out of there. But the whole point that I want to make is this. Once I got out on my own, I realized that I can no longer blame anybody for my problems. Relationship problems, financial problems, whatever. And of course, my mama did a lot of annoying shit to make me just move the fuck out. Especially when I compared that 350 to knowing what I could get. I was paying my mama 350 and I'm living in my mama's house and I'm still 22 years old, but having to live under 16, 17 year old rules. Man, I fucked around and got up with one of my partners, and I was like, man, even though you in the hood, this townhouse got two levels. And I was like, nigga, you got three bedrooms, and you got um basically one and a half baths. You got a full bathroom upstairs, because I had to take a piss. But I was like, you got a half bathroom down here. So I was like, oh yeah, you paying 450 and I'm paying 350. I'm the fuck up out of here. So then I started, you know, went back to Virginia, got back with my lady from college, whatever, whatever. That thing happened. I wound up moving back to St. Louis and going through my own little relationship things. And when I went through my different relationship things, I realized that it had nothing to do with my grandparents or what I saw because all I saw from my grandparents while I was going through this bullshit with all of these different women, all of these different hoes, all of these different bitches, all of these different ladies, all of these different females because I dealt with them all, I couldn't blame the dating experiences on that. And oh yeah, just to circle the block, last part I wanted to tell y'all about was, yes, 
on Wednesday, Wednesday night when I came back, literally my fucking roof and my bathroom had fucking exploded. And it was a bunch of water all over the floor. When you're doing that apartment living, one of the advantages of apartment living is with the rent that you pay and with the taxes that they put on your shit. And when I say taxes, meaning extra fees, maintenance fees, and all this and that, unlike a homeowner, you ain't got to sit up and be like, oh shit, I got to call around different companies for estimates. No, you just march your little big ass up to the apartment or if you're a woman, swivel your little pretty hips up to the maintenance office, let them know what's happening and tell them that they need to fix this shit because that's built into your rent. And that's what happened, but Thursday, I'm thinking that the whole thing's going to be fixed along with the water damage. Man, the maintenance dude fucked around and came through finally at the last minute. And all he did was basically just clean up my damn bathroom which was full of fucking water that water had gotten all the way from my bathroom to part of my living room to my kitchen it's midnight I'm the type of nigga I said you know what I'm gonna step over this shit and I'm gonna just take my ass to sleep so that I can wake up Thursday morning and Wake up early so I can get up here and do an early maintenance order. They open up at about 9 o'clock. My alarm clock is set to 8.30. I was up in the office. Boom. So, okay, they did that. But he left the note saying, hey, I'll be back to really fix up that wall. So I fucked around and said, okay, it's Friday. And I got this big ass hole in my wall. And I'm up here like, shit, with that hole in the wall, shit. In the walls is where roaches and rats are able to live. Rats really can't get through unless it's a real big asshole. That's why if you notice with Tom and Jerry, it was always a rat, a hole that Jerry was able to run into. Now roaches, they can fuck around and get through the vents. And as long as you got clean ass neighbors, you really ain't even gotta worry about roaches. I was sleeping this morning or should I say, yeah, yes, yeah, this morning, and I fucked around and saw a big mama roach, the big fat roach. When you see a real big fat roach, but they moving small as a motherfucker, that's the mama roach. That's a pregnant ass roach, but she ain't carrying one baby like your baby mama. No. And when I say your baby mama, I'm talking about everybody's baby mama. My baby mama, yo baby mama, everybody baby mama. They not moving, they, they moving slow, but guess what? They ain't got just one baby in them. They got about damn near about woo, hundreds and hundreds of eggs. Once they explode, they got a whole new fucking army. I fucked around and let me give a shout out because I need sponsorship. Hot shot Flying insect killer. Kills by contact. Oh. And as I tell y'all that, I realized why it took so long for me to kill that motherfucker. I saw that fat bitch and I fucked around and hit her with that hot shot flying insect. But even that, I had to spray a lot of it. And I was like, hold up. 
But now that I'm looking at the label, I see why it took so long for that Mama Roche to die. Like, motherfucker, this can't do shit to me. That motherfucker Roche was talking queen shit to me. Like, I don't know who you think you are, you infidel. You old, futile, inferior human being. But you're a flying insect. Sprays cannot do anything to me. That is visible mere flies. I am the queen of the roaches. It cannot harm me, but shit. I spray that motherfucker like And the cool thing about that hot shot is I got that white paint. So with that white paint, I'm spraying her up against the wall and it ain't fucking up my paint. It ain't like me having black walls and spraying that white shit, but it slowed her ass down. She fell down, boom, spraying the back. I was like, okay, that's really not gonna be effective because they back is they shell. Just like the Ninja Turtles. You hit them in the back of their shell, you ain't doing shit. You gotta hit them from the front. Her little punk ass started laying down on her side. That's why I said, fuck it, I'm gonna get that belly and I'm gonna get your mouth. Suffocated her with that. And watched her ass die. And then I took a picture of it, took it to the apartment office like, hey, shit. The maintenance man then came through and cleaned up the bathroom, but I still got this big ass hole in my ceiling. And he did clean up my shit, but he cleaned up my shit with my broom and my dustpan. See, I'm an advanced bachelor. I got that type of broom to where it hooks up to the dustpan and you can sit the shit upright and you can sweep because I got them hardwood floors, which is with that flooding that happened from that hole in the ceiling, I just am so glad that I didn't have carpets, y'all. Because if I would have had carpets, it would have been all kinds of mildew damage. When you get these little plywood, I don't want to call it fake-ass wood, but it is what it is. Because I've laid down plywood at a lady's house before. Yes, your boy Lewis has black, has done some demolition and some constructions. Yes, ladies, I know how to work with my hands. And when I work with my hands, my hands just ain't made for grabbing titties and ass. These hands also know how to lay concrete. Also know how to lay down floors. Yeah, I'm a blue collar type of nigga. But that's you know that. I'll fuck around and do another episode called Blue Collar Niggas. So, the good thing about a lot of you people is if you're going to rent, make sure that it's hardwood floors. They're going to call it hardwood floors, but it's really just plywood. Make sure that you got plywood floors. That way, if you do got some water damage, you don't have to worry about water damage on your carpet because a lot of that water was able to evaporate and it was very easy for us to get rid of the water. So this morning before I went to work, you know, the essay, he comes through and He's talking just enough English. So I had to use my text next. Like, you know, hola. You know, I'm like, hey, this right here. Oh, okay. I'm like, I got to be to work by uno. I got to leave for work by uno. You know, which means I got to be to work by one. Oh, okay, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, see, you know, uh-uh, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 blah. If you're going to be living out of text, in Texas, y'all niggas better learn that Tex-Mex. 
I'm telling y'all motherfuckers, that shit got me a long way, you know, homeboy left out, you know, adios, gracias, oh, gracias, you know, and the Mexicans, they be so confused when it be a nigga that can speak a little bit of the basic Spanish, just like you can speak a little bit of English to me, I can speak a little bit of basic Spanish to you. And shouts out to my mother again because my mother told me about damn near 20 years ago. She said, them motherfucking Mexicans is coming through. And you ain't got to worry about them taking, you know, necessarily a whole bunch of these super hot shot. Shouts out to hot shot again. Jobs, but you are going to have to deal with them and you are going to have to learn a little bit if you just want to basically communicate. She's like, you better learn some goddamn Spanish. And it's fucked up because I was trying to take Spanish in high school, but Spanish got taken up quickly. And the only thing that was left was either French or German. And I said, fuck it. Let me just learn French because that's a romance language. You know, Paul et say flu. You speak Francais. And it's, you know, Spanish and French are the romance languages. That's here nor there. So I got my shit fixed, but he's got to come through and take care of another piece of my wall because another piece of my wall is exploding, but he's coming through around 9 o'clock in the morning. And I'm going to fuck around and let him handle that because the quicker he handles that, the quicker I can get my bathroom back looking good because I have finally got my bathroom looking nice and tight. Now, the main subject. A lot of chicks would be like, I don't want to be married because I saw what my grandmother went through and she was sad. She was miserable. My grandfather, he just talked shit all the time and she didn't work. Or she kind of barely worked. She had a little job, but my grandfather had a full-time job and he took care of all the bills and he took care of everybody. And I know you're like, so what's so bad? Doesn't everybody want to be a housewife? Here's the but. But he cheated. He had four or five different families all across town. And he had all of these different kids. Okay, I'm going to tell y'all ladies something. Number one, that's a myth. If your grandpa did have any side kids it was for this reason your grandmother they met at a different time they met back during the 30s and the 40s and by the time you came of age you were born in the 80s or the 90s back then Especially if your granddaddy was the type of nigga that still liked chicks thick. Because back then they liked them skinny. But whether you liked them skinny or thick, eventually by the time they get old, like by the time you came around, your grandmama was probably in her 50s or 60s, they all blow up. And a lot of y'all tend to nag. If y'all can't get y'all point across by talking politely, sometimes y'all do nag. So by the time you came around, 
he's already been with this woman for about damn near 20 or 30 years and she's been nagging him to fucking death but these were some honorable niggas because we're not going to talk about the side hoes just now we're going to talk about how honorable these niggas were these niggas weren't the type to just fucking break up because you're getting on my nerves especially once a kid was involved these was the type of niggas that would say even though this bitch is getting on my nerves fuck it you know I was like probably the second nigga to crack that pussy and I had to do the right thing which is hey I'm the one even though I'm the second or third nigga because back then your grandmama had a low ass body count your grandmama was 25 years old and had only fucked two niggas. She fucked one nigga in high school behind a barn or, yeah, because this is back in the, you know, because if you like me, if you an 80s baby, your grandmama and your granddaddy, if you 41, 42, listen to this, or hell, even if you 30, Cause I got a little brother that's 30 years old and we got the same grandparents so if you if you in your 30s or 40s listen up fool this is for you your grandmama if she graduated high school cause back then them motherfuckers weren't even graduating high school they do a little bit of high school and then they fuck around and drop out and start working on farms start working these motherfuckers back in the these motherfuckers that was born they born in the 30s they was born in the 30s and by 1950 please they could barely even get out of high school so they had no choice but by 18 to just get the fuck out and just start working if your granddaddy's like my granddaddy Shit, by 17 or 18, he joined the military. Shouts out to my granddaddy. Rest in peace. Gunny Sergeant. Tried the Air Force, said it was boring to him, and he decided to become a Marine. Semper five. Boom. Then you get a grandmother like mine. Using their nurturing nature. And decided, you know what? The biggest thing I can do is become a nurse. And back then, as a black woman, you didn't have to go through a whole bunch of expensive colleges and all this and that. Show up and show that you know how to wipe people's ass and take care of people. And you can get a position up in certain hospitals because it's segregation. All right. Because that's another thing. We're going to stop bringing up these grandparents. And I'm talking to you women because niggas don't do that. Niggas don't blame they fucked up dating decisions or why they don't want to get married off of their grandparents. They'll blame their parents for why they don't want to get married. Which is these boomers that were born in the 60s and came of age in the 80s. And was on some new school shit. Like fuck it. If you don't like the nigga. Just divorce him. 
No, no, these are old school folks. And I know for a fact, shit, trust me, if your grandparents was born, I had the youngest grandparents. Some of y'all got old grandparents. My grandmother was born in 1929. She passed away at age 82, 83. My grandfather was born in 1933 and he passed away literally in 1973. Okay. And mind you, these are the type of grandparents that when I was born in 1982, they were already just in their 50s. Now, of course, comparing them to my 20-year-old, my 21-year-old mother and my uncle, who's even three years younger than her, even then, yes, they looked the part of some grandparents. <laughs> because I'm like, yeah, y'all look way older. That's here, no there. Because it ain't about me, it's about the whole thing. And I saw similar shit, you know. In my case, didn't really hear too much about my granddaddy having 18 million kids around town. Really don't think he did. And we're going to reserve that out of respect. Because it ain't about me. It's about the trauma that y'all been through that y'all want to talk about. So, okay. So, at this point, you're a little kid. And your grandmama and your granddaddy are in their 60s. And nine times out of ten, men like them young. He liked your grandmother back in the days because she was young and she was fly. And if you think I'm lying... If you a true 80s baby, when you used to go to your grandmama's house, or should I say your grandmama and your granddaddy's house, respectfully, when you went to their house, you saw some pictures of you, probably one of the cutest school pictures that you had at the time, up on the wall. A picture of another one of your siblings up on the wall, a cute little picture from like Only Mills <laughs> cause we all used to have Only Mills come through at the motherfucking school right and your mama would fuck around and put the fly shit on you and tell you to smile a certain way and then boom they hit you for a few shots boom 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 then they fuck around and send that shit to your mama. And your mama be like, oh, whether you a boy or a girl, oh, these pictures are so cute. They fuck around and give your mama one big portrait size. They give her um, a bunch of wallets. Because back in the days, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, back in the days, especially if that picture came out hard. Your mama would have about damn near about 40 wallet sizes and she'd have a big ass sheet of them. The same picture. And she would take some scissors and she would just cut them out and just pass them to folks. You know, her partners, you know what I'm saying? Uh, your uncle, your auntie and them. 
And she would fuck around and just pass the motherfuckers out. And motherfuckers would actually put it in their wallet like, yeah, this is a cute picture of little man. Uh oh, this is a real cute picture of a little princess. And then they fuck around and have some decent little mid sizes. Because, see, back in the days, our mamas and them would fuck around and put the mid sizes by the coffee table or some little shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, our mamas were a little advanced. They're like, fuck it, we ain't gonna cash out on the big portrait pictures until you get a little bit older. You still try to get your features. They try to figure out whether you look like her or whether you look like your dad. Dad said no that. You would fuck around and you would see right up in the middle, damn near by the chin. Because then none of our grandmamas and granddaddies live in no motherfucking apartments. They had houses. That's because while we talking shit about this nigga and how much he's cheating, these niggas didn't even believe in apartments. And let that be the reason the economy was so good that fuck it, why would you be in an apartment? Shit. These niggas are granddaddies. They would fuck around and be getting 18, 19, 20, 25, but you could fuck around and get a decent sized house in the hood for about damn near $60,000, $70,000. So they said, fuck it, we got all these kids running around. Let that be the reason your grandmama and your granddaddy, even though they was married in our generation, they said, fuck it. Ain't no point in being like great grandmama and them because great grandmama and them lived on the damn farm. Trust me, you talking to a nigga, I'm from St. Louis, but my peoples is from Biloxi, Mississippi, baby. And when you just living in the country like that, and real estate was even cheaper, woo! Great grandmama and great daddy fucked around and had about damn near 10 kids. Trust me, I know this. Even with my grandmama being 83, God bless her soul when she passed in 2015, I, don't, I forgot if she was the oldest or the youngest. I have to ask my uncle. That's a painful conversation to have. But for some reason, it was literally about 18 million of them. That's why they be like, you know, um, Aunt so-and-so died. Aunt so-and-so died. Aunt so-and-so died. Aunt so-and-so died. I'm like, was it younger or older? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo. But that's great grandmama. Now, grandmama and them, they said, fuck it. We're going to have about three kids, two or three kids. In my case, my grandmama and my granddaddy said, fuck it. We're going to have two kids. They got the best of both worlds. They got my mama, and then they wound up having a boy. My uncle. Boom. So back then, as you complain about these relationships, you got a nigga 
working hard as a motherfucker, motherfucking Marine, goes to Vietnam, fights for the country, damn near loses his life for the country, sees motherfuckers getting blown up by bombs for this country, then comes back, still serves and does his time as a recruiter, then retires, boom, retirement check, then boom, says fuck it, I'm still young but old enough, does another 20 years at the post office, boom, post office check, boom, disability check, because of some shit that happened as a black man serving this country, slick. Then, automatically, because as a U.S. citizen, automatically gets that SSI. And the whole time, no, nah, we're not living in fly-ass apartments. We're going to live in this same-ass motherfucking house. And let that be the reason. When my granddaddy passed away, that house was paid off. And men, we usually die before women. Part of it is because we take on the stress of the world. And we take on the stress of some of the bullshit that y'all put us through. So let that be the reason, literally. He passed away in 2011. But widows, true widows, like my grandmother, they wound up passing away about, you know, four or five years later when they truly loved that man. But even then, when she passed away, she didn't pass away in no hot girl apartment. She didn't pass away trying to drive some hot girl car. I'm a hot girl, I'm a hot girl. You know what she passed away from? She passed away in a house that her husband from 1960 and it was not small we got divorced it was to death do us part meaning we got married in 1960 you died in 2011 and that's the only reason why we parted yes I argue yes I nag you yes Sometimes I got suspicious of you being with other women, but they stuck together. And what's crazy about you chicks is y'all can't even stick together with a nigga you didn't have a kid with. Since y'all want to talk shit about our grandparents, one thing that all of our grandparents did, because like I said, I've yet to meet a motherfucker that's between 30 to my age or older that says that, yeah, my grandparents just couldn't make shit work out, so they went and hired some attorneys and got divorced, and they split up everything, and my grandmother kept the house, and my granddad moved into a one-bedroom apartment, and even now he's on alimony. Mm-mm. Which showed me that it was real love, like Mary J. Blige, real love. I'm searching for a real love. Someone to make my heart break real love. Jiggly Jeffrey hit me. Oh yeah, 
I'm searching for that real love. Someone to make my heart bleed with love. <laughs> no. Notice how it wasn't about, ooh, I'm just here for the kids. Because technically, by the time your punk ass was born, men and women, especially, I'm really talking to the 80s babies. But fucking 70s babies included. 70s babies, 80s babies, and some of y'all 90s babies. 70s babies, 80s babies, and 90s babies. We all got the same grandparents that was born in the 30s. Notice how your parents were grown. Your parents were grown. Your mama, your daddy had their own apartment, had their own house. You fucked around and moved from apartments to houses to houses. You saw your mama come up and have a good job. Your daddy come up and have a good job. But your grandparents are still together. They ain't got to stay together for the kids no more. The kids are grown. The kids are damn near 28, 29 years old. And these motherfuckers is still together. Let that be the reason you would go by to your grandmama's house and see your granddaddy. And he was still the motherfucking head of the household. So, oh, here's the kicker. Your granddaddy, the same one y'all want to talk about, oh, he was cheating. You know, I saw my grandmother coming up and having to be a housewife and having to cook and having to clean and having to take care of the kids. Like I said, you didn't see your grandmother cooking and cleaning and taking care of the kids because by the time she was taking care of them kids, your ass wasn't even thought of. You weren't even a sperm in your daddy's sack. You weren't even a part of the egg that your mama had floating around during that time. But when the smoke cleared and they all got old and they passed away from natural causes, because these motherfuckers didn't smoke they didn't drink. I'm talking about my grandparents. I'm talking about your grandparents and your grandparents, his grandparents and her grandparents and the grandparents from the nigga around the corner and that bitch around the corner. No, they just naturally passed. When your granddaddy passed, that same nigga that's supposed to be the bad guy in this situation because you can't accept the fact that you can't find a good man, everybody was taken care of him. His kids that by the time were probably 40 or 50 years old taken care of in a will. That wife that he had been with since the 60s, like most of you motherfuckers' grandparents, guess what? Taken care of through a will and taken care of through life insurance and getting to live in a house that's paid for. But you know the reason why Big Mama was able to die in a house that she owned? And even after Grandpa died, I know how most of you selfish bitches are. 
granddaddy dead. Yeah, y'all cry. But then, grandmama's still around. We got to support her. Hey, girl. What's going on? Um, even though you're 80 years old and you don't want to hear about this dumb millennial bullshit that I'm talking about, let me complain about niggas. Yeah, my boyfriend, he doesn't call me. He doesn't text me or... I saw um, a text message in his phone. Big Mama be rolling her eyes at you hoes. Because she's like, yo, does he work? Oh, yeah, he works at so-and-so. Oh, and um, even though Big Mama didn't approve of kids out of wedlock, is he taking care of the son? Is he taking care of y'all daughter? Yeah, um, he does, but you know, yada, yada, yada. Big mama be looking at y'all like y'all fucking crazy. That's if she's still fucking around. Stop involving her. Because guess what? Big mama and them was winning. When they died, they died in a house that they owned. Because, oh yeah, even though she didn't pay no bills in that motherfucker, it was still in both of their names. So Big Mama was able to die in a house that she owned. All she had to do was just fucking property taxes at best. And it ain't shit to come up with a thousand dollars within 12 months. She's able to pay that with her social security. The question I ask you ladies is with the decisions that you're making, are you able to do that? Because here's the difference. Big Mama had options. You know, back in the 30s and 40s, when your granddaddy met Big Mama over at the juke joint, she had her choice of niggas she could holler at, but she chose up on the real one. And that real one wound up being the reason why you look the way you look. Cause all of us look like our grandparents. She had something to show for it. She didn't have an Instagram and a Facebook and a TikTok where she could show her ass and twerk her ass and have a whole bunch of niggas sweating her in her DMs. The most big mama saw when she stepped out that house was maybe a nigga that would tip her hat when he saw her at the grocery store. A nigga that would tip her hat when he saw her at the gas station. But she was like, fuck that. I ain't finna fuck up what I got. I got this nigga, Charles over here, that's working two jobs at the factory and slanging newspapers out the van. And let that be the reason we're taken care of. And it's about me and our family. So that's the whole point. Family. So while you're talking shit about Big Mama, you need to fuck around and take some lessons from her. And with that said, that's been another episode of the Lewis Says Black Show. We out of here. Stop disrespecting the traditional values and get with more of the traditional values. Because if you act like a traditional chick, you can fuck around and get a traditional nigga. If you want to fuck around and act like it's hot girl summer, even though your ass is damn near 42, 43 years old, you're going to fuck around and be on some hot girl summer shit 
and you're gonna deal and you're gonna bump into niggas that's on hot boy shit. And before you know it, your ass is gonna be 60 years old, lonely as a motherfucker, and dealing with either A, a bunch of niggas your age that's old, horny, played out, crashed out and desperate, or a bunch of young niggas trying to use you for some money, just trying to get that SSI check. Yes, I bumped into a bunch of young ass niggas that be plotting on old women, talking about some, yeah, let me get a piece of that SSI check. Do you want to be 65 years old, dealing with some 25 year old nigga that can slang dick, but all he wants is a piece of your SSI check? That's dealing with another grandson. But the fucked up thing is a grandson don't even want that. A grandson just wants love from you. Food for thought. Y'all do the motherfucking dishes. We out of here. That was a good ass show. Yeah, Lewis. That was a good ass show. Like how you came through, Black. Hell yeah. <laughs> and Slew, you came through with the comedy. And Lou Blitzen coming through with the motherfucking engineering. This is the motherfucking team. Oh yeah. And big badass Billy Banks. Letting y'all motherfuckers know. Keep talking that bullshit. Your ass gonna be back in the project.
Yeah, she's strange. And I know you're tired of going back and forth with that nutty ass bitch. This is for y'all. The Lewis S. Black Show.
That's been another episode of the Lewis Says Black Show. Peace.